0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to this week's episode of Entertainment Expansion. As always, we are your hosts, Tyler Callahan and Mike Ferrante. Mike, how are you doing this week?
1: You know, this week, I'm I'm chilling, Tyler. How about yourself? I'm chilling pretty good.
0: I'm doing all right. I think we're both happy about this. This week, we're going back to more of our normal talks, which is we're going to take a movie or a set of movies, and we're just going to break it down, what we thought about it, deep discussion. This week, we got Glass, and overall, The Unbreakable Trilogy. So, to kick it off, Mike, give us some of your thoughts about Unbreakable and Split.
1: Well, I first saw Unbreakable a few years ago, not really knowing what to expect. And it turned out to be a pretty solid movie. I mean, it's not an amazing movie, but it's definitely entertaining and worth a watch. He got a solid performance by Bruce Willis, coming to terms that he actually might be a superhero with Samuel Jackson being his arch nemesis, his complete opposite, the breakable man, the man made of glass whose bones shatter with the slightest touch. And here's Bruce Willis, who gets into a train wreck, which was caused by Samuel Jackson's character, just to try and find this unbreakable man.
0: Yeah, um, you said you watched it a few years ago, but uh, for me, actually, uh, I actually just watched Unbreakable last week to get ready for Glass. So I'm seeing it. Not as someone who watched it when it came out 20 years ago, or someone like you who watched it a couple years ago. I'm watching it fresh in 2019. And I would say for a movie that came out in 2000, it held up pretty well. It is a more of a slow movie, so I don't know if people today would appreciate that, but it's definitely a slow movie, slow burn. And I do like, I, I guess, since, since I already went into it knowing it's kind of like a superhero movie, maybe you could explain this, but is the Shyamalan twist here being that by the end of it you realized oh shit this is a superhero origin movie in like a more realistic setting
1: i mean i guess i didn't really see too much of a twist in that film um...
0: well i think the twist i mean if we're gonna go blatant twist would be glass because up until then he seemed a little crazy but he seems like he's trying to figure out something it's like oh no not only did he cause a train he caused the other two accidents they kept talking about and you see the poster board of all the other news clippings of tragedies. It's like, that was pretty shocking to me. It's like, I'm not surprised he did the train thing, but like this dude is just straight up a terrorist.
1: Pretty much just to find Bruce Willis's character. And that was also unbreakable. Not, glad. not even just um, find Bruce
0: Willis, just find anyone who could survive uh, miraculously. And Bruce Willis turned out to be the one for the train. But again, just in that one, over a hundred people died just for that to happen.
1: Yep. And we'll get into who else died later on.
0: Yes, that train accident becomes a main sticking point later. But yeah,
1: later on in the trilogy. I mean, the big twist for Split was actually that the Beast exists and it's tied into the Unbreakable series. Because throughout the whole film, you get no hints at all that this is tied in any way, shape or form. At the very end, you get Bruce Willis's character. Short little cameo. And that's it. And you're like, oh, shit, this is actually more than what it was.
0: Yeah, moving on to Split. The great thing about Split is that, like he said, it has an actual twist, right? All the promotion, yeah, it's a horror movie with James McAvoy. Different personalities, right? Teasing the beast. What's the beast? And when you watch it, it's actually a decent horror movie. It's pretty good. And uh, yeah, they get you no, right okay. at the end. Right. I, I would call a little... I mean, it's, it's not straight up horror. Thriller. I would say thriller horror. Because it's not just... I feel it's at times a bit more scarier than, say, a thriller movie. But you're right. I wouldn't say it's a full horror movie either. But compared to the other two, it's definitely, if you had to pick one as a horror movie, this one is the horror movie. It's the scary one.
1: Yeah, I suppose. Definitely Please.
0: compared to the other two. But no, like you said, the, the twist right at the end, that, that that's a big twist. And, like, for me, the twist didn't impact me. Because at that point, it's like, oh, that's what everyone's talking about. But I could see people. You watch on one when it came out and you like those characters, and right at the end you're watching this movie, and boom, Bruce Willis is back, and they mention his name. He's like, what the fuck? I've been watching a sequel yeah. to this movie the entire time? Okay.
1: Without even so, knowing. Yeah.
0: yeah, and then that really set up the hype for this for Glass, because at that point it's like, well, that was nice, but do we get to see more? Turns out Split made a shit ton of money, and what else happened that year? Universal was like, okay, Shyamalan, we want the third movie. Can you give us a third movie? And he's like, you're damn right, I can. So now two years later, We are here with Glass, and as he said, finishes out this trilogy. So, to set up Glass, we have Don, Bruce Willis' character, who has spent the last 15-20 years with his son doing crime fighting. He's basically a poor Batman.
1: Very poor Batman.
0: A very poor Batman. in,
1: In a raincoat.
0: He's in a raincoat. He doesn't have a bat suit. He's got a raincoat. He's got earbuds, and he runs an alarm store. He is not banging women. He's not going out at parties. Very closed off. You have James McAvoy character still roaming around after the end of Split. And then you have locked up in uh, an insane asylum is Mr. Glass himself, Samuel Jackson, who, because he is so goddamn smart, has been sedated to where he can just roll his eyes. So we moved on to this. Mike, what did you think about Glass? And- Actually, let's, let's do a more specific question. How did you feel the characters interacted? Do you feel it was worth it?
1: Absolutely. I mean, I really liked Glass up until the end. That's where it kind of fell off for me. I mean, the let's characters save the ending for a little
0: bit, but yeah.
1: The characters like, interacted very well. I liked the whole dynamic between Bruce Willis and James McAvoy.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And James McAvoy, once again, gave an outstanding performance, going through the personalities in like seconds.
0: Uh, no, it's, it's amazing, yeah, especially I, it definitely seemed like a lot of them were in one take where he's just switching just like that. It's really great acting.
1: Very good, and also the pain he's going through whenever like it switches, like when they're forcing him to switch w- through the uh, strobe lights, like yes. you can actually see him using like muscles in his neck and stuff like that to where it looks like it's a painful transition that's forced. Um, how they caught Bruce Willis was kind of lame but it is is kind of
0: lame but they did appeal to his humanity you know yeah like you could make it out of here we know you're super strong you'll kill all of us no sweat but do you really want to kill 20 cops to get out of here it's like you're putting him in that position and i i I agree with you the character interactions for the most part are great because for glass the movie says glass It's titled Glass, and the trailer seems like it's all three. but really, Samuel Jackson doesn't really get to do anything, or he's not shown as much until the second half of the movie. So, it is... I would say, the character interactions are great. They are the best part of the movie, but it is a bit unbalanced. If you're going in expecting Glass, and for him to, you know, do a lot of smart shit, he does smart shit, but the first half of the movie is James McAvoy and Bruce Willis trying to kill each other when, if they're not at the initial fight they're trying to get to each other in the psychiatric ward. Like, I did like how they didn't even know they were across the room from each other, and as soon as that happened, they both tried to bust down their doors, causing their fail-safe systems to kick in. It's like, they both really want to kill each other. And I did like that. I thought it kind of shoehorned in their their character, the other characters a bit. Like, I did like the relationship a bit between the, the girl with James McAvoy, yeah, it was
1: kind of strange, though.
0: It was kind of strange. like. Yeah, he, he, he let you go? Yeah, I,
1: it's
0: more Stockholm Syndrome a little bit.
1: Because it was kind of like he was in love with some of his personalities.
0: Did, do you remember, did they establish a timeline? How long is this after Split?
1: I think it's like, like a couple months, maybe a year. Like nothing that like, drastic. Because the girl's still in high school.
0: Actually, hold on, I'm, I'm looking here. We'll see how accurate this is from Wikipedia, but they're saying three weeks after Kevin Crumb earned the nickname The Horde. So if that's the case, this is taken about a month after Split, which does kind of make it seem weird that in under a month, you had this dramatic experience, your friends are dead, he lets you live, and you're fighting for him, right? You're trying to make sure you don't kill him. It's good acting, but it's kind
1: of weird. Yeah, definitely Stockholm Syndrome. She's like, oh, I'm special. He let me live no you just kind of got lucky uh you find out that she really didn't get lucky Well,
0: oh, lucky in one sense what did you think about the new main character the doctor uh, actress sarah paulson
1: well she was okay her role was kind of take it or leave it like anybody could have filled in that position and it wouldn't have they were like a very she was a very flat character Like, there was no real character development, like, okay, why should I care about this woman? She was just kind of one dimensional the entire time. And even when it went up to the very end with that twist, it was like, all right, I'm really not even shocked.
0: Yeah, you're kind of right. Because, like, for most movies, like, oh, I want to help you guys get out, just, you know, make sure you don't believe you're not a superhero. And then even when the twist happens, it's like, besides one scene where, like, I actually felt something from her, it's just like, you're right. They could have gotten any decent actress play the role, and it would be fine. She didn't need to play this role, you know?
1: So, Shit. You could have just gotten Vin Diesel to be in that role, and it would have been just as fine.
0: <laughs> no, no, no. It would have been funny. It would have been hey, hilarious,
1: hey, uh, which might wanna, have ruined Hey, at least Vin Diesel, I would have been like, oh, damn, that's a twist.
0: <laughs> Alright, <laughs> so overall, I like the movie for the character interactions and a bit of the ending. We're about to get to that. Mike, do you have anything uh, positive else to say about the movie
1: before we talk about the twist, the ending, and all that? I did like how they brought back the actor for Unbreakable, who played Bruce Willis's son, and now you see him grown up. And same actors thought that was that was pretty nice touch. Like, they could have hired someone else to do it, but they're like, you know what? No, let's just get this kid back.
0: Yeah, I like that they did that, because, again, like you said, for a lot of movies that have a big time gap is they just sign someone on To fill in that role. But the fact that I actually did bring him back. you know, Almost 20 years later. That that is nice. So we'll switch this up a little bit. Usually I, I, I introduce the movies and all that. But Mike. Since you have a bit of an issue with the ending. Can you please introduce the ending. And the twist for everyone listening.
1: So the big twist is. After the whole battle. Between Bruce Willis and the Beast. A.K.A. James McAvoy. The girl that he kidnapped. And split calms him down changes him back to kevin wendell crumb and boom he gets popped by a sniper because he's no longer the beast he's no longer bulletproof and while that's happening bruce willis is getting kind of saved by one of the cops it looks like but nope he drowns him in a puddle and right before he drowns the the psychiatrist comes up to him says grab my hand he then sees about her life and like what she was hiding And turns out she was part of this secret, I don't know if it's a government society, but secret society that either convinces superhumans that they're just regular humans, or if that doesn't work, they kill them, they wipe them out, because it wouldn't be fair to the rest of the world. And then Bruce Willis dies, and then Glass dies because of his injuries that the Beast kind of gave to him. And then the psychiatrist goes up to Glass and says, hey, die knowing that you were right. You guys do exist. Take that as a consolation prize. And then the movie ends with Glass actually outsmarting everyone, passed by all the cameras just to record what the beast could do, what Bruce Willis could do, and had them automatically uploaded to fail-safe drives that were sent out to pretty much everyone that he loved. Well, his mom and Bruce Willis's son, and that girl. That yeah. Was kid. I don't know how he got her email, but I'll leave it at that. And then they share it with the whole world, exposing that superhumans do exist. And that was my problem. Like, your big twist is to kill off Bruce Willis, James McAvoy, and Samuel Jackson in a very underwhelming way and say, oh, yeah, we're a secret uh, secret society that kills superheroes and or makes them normal people. All right. Well, cool. I guess I would have liked to see a better battle, maybe a battle to death between Bruce Willis and James McAvoy. That would have been cooler. Okay,
0: so this is the main difference we have on the film. You don't like the twist that they die. I do like the twist that they die in that from what we've seen from the other movies is that this, these are superhero movies. However, they are realistic superhero movies and they're not, it's not like Man of Steel where realistically, if say Superman existed, an entire city would be leveled. We're talking people that have abilities that normal people do not have, but they are not invincible.
1: Right. Unless unless it's the beast,
0: Unless unless you're the beast but again even his weakness is being loved apparently
1: yeah because he never had love
0: so i've seen a lot of complaints online about the bruce willis death the David have death and how oh it's a fucking puddle and it's like if you think about it he never did get over his trauma of water or being underwater so taking that context he just fought the beast And he just got out of a giant-ass tank of water. And he's lying in the ground with muddy water up his face. So, of course, when two or three cops drag him over to a puddle and just hold him down, drowning him, it is believable. Because when I saw online, like, oh, he dies in the puddle, in my head, I was like, the way they're complaining about it, he's standing in a puddle and then they shoot him. And it's like, oh, I could see that being stupid. But no, they're forcing him to drown. And... Now, I don't know if this was intentional or not, but Glass's death was really, really funny. Like, I don't know if that's supposed to be intentional. You know, when the Beast finds out that... We haven't brought it up yet directly, but the Beast is made because his father went to go get help, get a doctor, and treat his son, right, from the abuse. Except the train he happens to take happens to be the same train that Bruce Willis takes in Unbreakable. And as from Unbreakable, Bruce Willis is the only one left. So that train made the birth of Bruce Willis' character as his superhero and indirectly also birthed James McFoy's character. Having seen that, uh, the Beast then decides to kill Glass and, uh, again, I don't know if that was supposed to be funny or not because, like, he punches him, what was it, once in the shoulder and then once in the chest and he starts bleeding?
1: No, he doesn't even punch him. He, uh... He kind of, like, grabs his shoulder and breaks his collarbone. Oh, yeah,
0: yeah, he he grabs
1: it, yeah. Bruce Willis steps in. And then he just kind of, like, pushes Glass. But because of Glass being so delicate, basically, just him getting pushed cracks his ribs and organs.
0: Yeah, like him falling over and like, uh, it's like, I was the only one laughing in the theater. I don't know if I was supposed to laugh, but I just thought that was funny. I do agree with you about the fight. I did like the fight between Bruce Willis and James McAvoy. However, I feel this movie was cheaply made. It was only 20 million dollars. It's, it's Shyamalan. It's one of the lower budget movies. I feel if you had an extra five ten million 10 million dollars and they picked a better location. Right. There's not much to do in the front of the psychiatric hospital. If they did it in more, say, downtown Philly or something, I feel there'd be more of a fight because you're right. There should be more to the fight, a fight to the death. Right. And you get glimpses, glimpses of it. But. They never go all out with it. No. They never go. So I would have liked to seen more all out, especially especially at the beginning of the movie, where they're throwing, you know, James, James McAvoy and Bruce Wells are, like, throwing that table back and forth. You know, they're slamming each other into pillars. Like, that's a good
1: fight. But we didn't really get that at the end. No, we. I feel like the fight, like, it happened in a blink of an eye.
0: Yeah, yeah, it, it, it kind of did. Because it kept cutting over to the other characters so the overall fight between both of them is like maybe at most five minutes or less but it it went by so fast because you keep coming back to the other characters and what they're doing and then i do like the secret society twist because in most superhero movies the government or if this case maybe not even the government no one knows superheroes exist so i do like the twist on how well humans are not that stupid They've had cases of superhero people before. What I did not like, though, is the execution of the ending. Uh, so Secret Society, I like. Having everyone meet at a restaurant and waiting for a couple to leave, not once but twice, really stupid. I don't oh, know what yeah. you think about that, but especially because when they showed everyone like looking at the doctor, giving her speech, I saw even the fucking bartender like looking at her like, really, dude, you're in on this too?
1: Like they couldn't just meet up somewhere. They don't have a base, an office building. Just or maybe some of them being rich, just you know what? Hey, everyone, come through my crib. Seven yeah. o'clock. Right? Or or do what we're doing now. Like
0: a lot, lot of big evil groups have uh, video meetings. Can't 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 do a Skype meeting, Skype call. No, gotta meet at a or restaurant.
1: They don't want it on their uh, on their phone records.
0: Well, apparently they're not good enough with technology because you know. Like on social media, another issue I had, which was, ah, okay, they got the video and they posted it online, and the Bruce Willis and Sons, like, yeah, man, it's been two hours, you know, I don't know how long it's going to take, and then all of a sudden, everyone at the train station gets an alert on their phone from whatever social media app they're using. Oh, look at this video! It's like that's not how that's not how social media works. It either explodes or. It builds up over time. You don't just drop it two hours later. Oh, everyone just found out about it.
1: It's like, could have handled that a little better. They could have done a lot of things better, Tyler. Yeah,
0: I I, I guess. Also, I guess we're switching over now more to the negatives of the film. Bruce Willis doesn't get much to do in the movie, if you think about it. And the movie's called Glass. The person who gets the most acting, the one who's getting the most praise, rightfully so is James McAvoy's character. A lot of the movie is spent on the Beast. The doctors and the girls, like, what makes them tick? Seeing the different personalities. Then you have Glass going to see the Beast. It's like, let's get the escape plan ready. Bruce Willis wants to kill the Beast. So this movie really does center around the Beast for most of the movie. Yeah. Not that it's bad. Like, I, I thought, for most, for the most part, the movie was really good, but it's kind of misleading that, oh, all three characters are coming together. They're not really together till the end of the movie. <laughs> Sorry, there was one scene in the middle where where yeah, they're all talking with the Doctor, but it's, it's kind of whatever. So overall, final thoughts, what do you think of the trilogy?
1: I think the trilogy is good. Obviously, Split is the strongest film of the three. Then it would be Unbreakable. I would agree. Glass.
0: I might switch Glass for Unbreakable, but I do agree Split is number one.
1: It, it was just the most solid out of the three. Yeah. So
0: would you recommend anyone watching, like once Glass is out on... DVD, digital, whatever, they can get a stream of it. Do you recommend people like actually watching the full trilogy sit down for their time? Oh,
1: yeah, absolutely. Okay. I mean, it's, it's entertaining. It really is. Even yeah. with my problem with the movie Glass, I'll, I'll still watch it again. It's still entertaining to watch. It did its job. It's just, I feel like if you're going to end the trilogy, make it a worthy end.
0: Yeah, no, I can definitely see how I, I understand your and I, I would understand, especially if your fans. Like, if you've been an Unbreakable fan for 10, 20 years, how you'd be upset. It's like, we finally get these characters back, and two hours later, they're dead. Could have left it open for another movie, Shyamalan, but I guess not. So I definitely, like, that's why I'm not pushing back. Like, no, you're wrong about this. This is the true opinion. Like, I definitely get that. I'm more or less finished with my thoughts about the movie and the trilogy. Mike, if you don't have anything else to say, I would say maybe we should wrap it up.
1: Yeah, I'm pretty much set, Tyler.
0: All right. So where, if anyone else wants to drop their paintings on Glass or the entire trilogy, where can they leave their opinions?
1: Well, you could leave it at one of two places. One being our email, outlook.com, And the other being our Instagram account, entertainmentexpansion. Feel free to to give us your thoughts, opinions, or any ideas we look forward to hearing from you. That is
0: true, that is true. So as of now, we don't have a set uh, idea for next week. However, for the month of February, since it's the last episode for January, sometime in February we'll be going over the Phase 1 of Marvel movies in the lead-up to Avengers Endgame. We will be talking at the end of the month about the Oscar winners. And also, sometime during the month, we will most likely be having an episode dedicated to the Cornetto trilogy and talking about those three movies. But
1: all exciting things.
0: Oh, I know you're looking forward to that episode. Oh, yeah. So that is it for this week's episode of Entertainment Expansion. Thank you for listening and see you next time.